Welcome back to episode 174 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm here with the Hollywood homeboy Grizz coming at you. What what year is it? 2021. 2021. Look at this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I say like what episode it is in the beginning, it's like, oh wow, we're still going, we're right. still doing it. Another week is in the books. Yeah, I feel like uh, you know, I like the Hollywood homeboy thing, but I feel like there's there's there needs to be more spice. The announcement of who you are. Like, oh, there, there needs oh, to man. be something more than I'm Mike, and then it's like I'm the fucking Hollywood. Like I feel too special in the announcement of the uh, the beginning here. <laughs> well, you're I think the we special need to jazz guest. Your name up. You know? <laughs> oh well, well, that's not something I can think of myself. You can't give yourself a that's, nickname. That's the weakness, right? <laughs> yeah, that's not good. So now it's up you're to me. Think- next by next week, I, I will have a, a saucy intro name uh, for you. So you'll have oh. to give me space. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, we could do that. Maybe, maybe we could switch off next week. Maybe oh, you dude, do the introduction. Responsibility, dude. <laughs> There's so much to remember, like the the fucking number of the show and all that. I'll write it down for you. I'll hold a cue card up. Yeah. <laughs> like, we are doing this live via sat. Well, not yeah. really live, but well, it's, I'm live in yeah, your feed, but these people aren't live. I don't know. Fucking. Are you dead? Uh, so I want to put out there again, please send me uh, your your stories of extraterrestrial beings and or supernatural entities. We're uh, collecting stories. We want yours to be read into oblivion here when yeah, we, we discuss have, uh... the paranormal, supernatural, fucking extraterrestrial and what what other things is is there no, all there. things all things weird and spooky and all that shit we had a friend we're not gonna name names who like said that they have a uh i think it was a brother-in-law who's yeah. like a pretty straight-laced motherfucker like this dude is like you know your your average go to work kind of guy no bullshit and just randomly tells him that he's like legitimately he's been abducted yeah, and like, By aliens. like imagine like the, like the most serious person you know who like you could never imagine that coming out of their mouth, and there's randomly one day telling you that shit. Like, how could you? How would you take it? It's, it's got to be. I don't wild. know. What if I told you that I was abducted by aliens? Like, like dude, being I, I, totally I, serious, I would I, never believe you. Like, <sighs> I would, I would immediately be like, yeah, okay. See, dude, I don't know. Like, if, if you came at me, Mike, and you were like, dude, like, this is some real shit. Like, you know, all, all bullshit aside, like, I need to talk to you about some stuff. I've been probed, bro. I'd be like, yeah, I, I believe that. <laughs> like, I totally get it. <laughs> it's 2021. <laughs> I got probed yesterday. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know, man. I just feel like I, if I knew the person, per, like, personally, I would just think that they're fucking with me. Yeah, I would be think hard that to get past not. the uh, the mental block that I think we've like all built of being like, oh yeah, I kind of believe in aliens, but like, come on, you were abducted. Like that's like the that's like a big step from being like I believe in aliens to being like I believe in alien abductions. Like that's yeah. like a, a next step you have to be willing to take. Well, there's that whole thing. Like, what are the odds that like an alien came down and did something to somebody you know personally? Oh yeah, I mean. One in you know millions, I'm sure. Like, billions, bro. Billions, trillions, yeah, yeah. trillions. I don't know. I mean, I they definitely exist. They're definitely out there somewhere. 
they're but, very uh, very interested in uh, the Midwest. So the Southwest, the Midwest. Yeah, like uh, that area, just the western the, the part north, of the country. The Northwest is more so for cryptids, I feel like. For Oh, dude, we're squatch right, country, like, baby. You know, like I mean, country. I'm, I'm living a dream up here. I'm half squatch myself, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. So yeah, send us your stories. We will uh, we'll read them on on the podcast. Well, we're gonna we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But speaking of aliens, we're going back to the X Files so for good. our uh, oh. our little extra feature here in the beginning that we haven't named yet, but we were recommended that we should. So I don't know. Yeah, we're slacking. We're slacking. We used to name but, everything. Now we name nothing. We went from being like overly analytical and now we're like we're just fucking talking about movies so yeah yeah we'll find a sweet spot yeah we'll we'll get there we'll get there uh, we're only you know we're just starting we're what 174 <laughs> episodes in that's nothing <laughs> how many days yet. have you been alive Jeez. Yeah. so last week i was discussing an episode that i was trying to remember or at least i i thought it was an episode and it turned out that it was and I remembered it being um, really good, and it was. So this week we watched season one, episode 20 of The X-Files. This episode's name, Darkness Falls. No, no, not the movie that came out rather recently, which is also pretty good. That's a, that's a pretty good movie. But this one is mwah, chef's Dude. kiss, right? Man Come Coon. on. Fucking Mancoon. That's all I could think about watching this. This was such. This is exactly what. Like, okay, this episode is what makes X Files so good, dude. Like, I can't even like put it into like full description of like how good this episode is. Like, if you were gonna say I'm gonna pick one episode to show someone to like, really get them into X Files, I would probably pick this one. Really? Yeah, dude. One hundred percent. Wow. This, this hits all the fucking the things that I want for the X-Files, man. There's a mystery. There's there's, there's like, you know, this fucking uh, suspense building and stuff like that. There's weird fucking cryptids and shit. Dude, really great episode. So the basic premise of this episode is a logging company has a crew out in the woods. I guess it's where is it? Like the Pacific Northwest somewhere, yeah, right? I would probably guess like Oregon or something like that. And this crew basically disappears. Uh, everybody wants to know what the fuck happened. So Mulder and Scully go to investigate. And what they find is rather... I'm trying to think of a pun there, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> no, but they find like these pre... I, I don't want to say prehistoric. They make it seem like they are, but... You know, these, I guess, little mites or bugs of some sort that were in hibernation for hundreds of years. And it's really an awesome premise, kind of similar almost to the last one that we watched. What's it, what, what the hell was that the, one the, called? The Field Trip? Yeah, Field With the Trip. Fucking yeah. mushrooms. They, oh, yeah, yeah. that was a good one, too. They, they go into nature. They find something that's extremely odd, but it is actually like a natural occurrence. Right? That's what I like about these ones is that it's not an alien. It's like just a really weird, like, 
like a glitch in the matrix. That, you know that what is I mean? Why I like it too. And and they did the same thing that they did last week, where they give you the alien red herring, which I fucking love, because in the opening sequence, and this is what drew me into this episode right away. The opening sequence of this is a bunch of loggers at night in the forest, and they're fucking freaked out. And they're trying to figure out, like, they're they're obviously scared of something. You don't know what it is, but they're, like, trying to figure out if they're going to stay at this spot or they're going to get the fuck out of the woods and try to figure out a way to get away from whatever it is they're terrified of. And the only thing you see once they start running away is just, like, these green swarming lights. And it gets, like, this bright neon green, like, sky light up. So, like, you're thinking... Oh, this has got to be fucking bro. aliens, you know? They're they're getting fucking tractor beamed and whatever into their fucking. <laughs> so I mean, I immediately thought like, oh, this is gonna be a really cool fucking uh, alien story, only because I know there's a true story, which is one of the most famous uh, alien abduction stories or like you know UFO sightings, and it was on uh, Unsolved Mysteries. That's another fucking show that we could we should do some episodes of. Man, oh. I love Unsolved Mysteries. Uh, but it's a true thing where these loggers have this crazy experience of seeing this giant UFO and stuff like that, like chasing them through the woods. It's one of like, I can't remember the name of it, but it's like one of the most famous fucking UFO sightings. So this immediately, I was like, oh, they're playing off of that, that real life scenario totally threw me off or what was really going on. Like you said, these, these fucking bugs, man, these bugs are actually afraid of light, which is kind of a cool thing. Cause like in, you know ghost stories and all that shit it's always like no like you got to get like get into the light and all that shit and this is very similar it's almost like a like a siege film at one point because they're holed up in like this cabin they're trying to basically seal it up which is not possible to do and like microscopic almost bugs really yeah And the only thing, like, they have in their favor is that there's, like, one light bulb and, like, a generator, right? And to me, like, that's a really cool thing. It's, like, a very horror premise, right? These bugs or whatever, a monster is coming to get you. If the light goes out, you're hoping that you have enough gas to make it till morning and all that shit. Dude, it's really a, cool. They did a great job with, like, the characters in this. Besides, you know, our, our two main characters, Mulder and Scully, there's, there's these other group of, of people... Like these, this par uh, the park ranger guy. These, He's this, cool. Oh, I like the park ranger guy. There's the owner of the logging company who's like pissed off where all of his loggers are at, and he's really mad at this other dude who's like the fucking hippie. I want to save the trees, dude. Who's out there to sabotage the loggers? <laughs> there's there's all these like, you know, battling and, and conflicting fucking personalities and stuff, which really it just comes into play more and more, dude. Like the old bastard fucking logger owner, dude. When he gets when he gets fucking mancooned, I'm so excited for that shit, dude. I was so pumped. He was the head of security for the company. They sent oh, him the logging down. company. That's what his yeah. He gotcha. was like a representative of like the logging company. That's why he had that huge ass shotgun with him and shit. And he's he's he thinks for sure that the fucking hippie dude killed his yeah. men. He's like, what, they, what the hell do they call him? Not like gremlins, like monkey, monkey, monkey wrenchers, or, or yeah, something yeah. like yeah. You goddamn monkey wrenchers! I know what you're doing out there. And he's fucking, <laughs> dude, it's so stupid. I hate that dude. But watching that dude fucking get it from the bugs was awesome. That was the scene that I 100% remembered as like a kid was like him being like oh fuck like he he doesn't have the keys for the truck right goes all the way there he doesn't have the keys what the hell's that shit how you the fucking forget 
I don't know. But uh, you see him get like fucking swarmed and they find his body later on and it's like all fucking like on the fucking yeah. window, like all fucking. If you go up. on IMDb, that's like the picture for the episode is like him, like all in this like man cooning. <laughs> you know what this what this episode really demonstrates to me when I watched it was like, this is why I was so fucking terrified of this show when I was a kid, dude. Because episodes like this, for for a young Grizz, this is like real as fuck. Like this, this could totally happen. Like little bugs, dude. Like I, this would have totally did me in for a couple of years. Being like, I'm not going in the fucking woods. There's no way that's happening. I remember, like, have, what the hell are those moths called? That like make like those big cocoons in the trees. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, I can't remember the name of them now. But you know what I'm saying, right? Like, you'll see them yeah. on the side of the road somewhere in your backyard. Like, it's a huge cocoon, and it's like these moths, I guess, make them. But that's what this, like, reminded me of, like, growing up. Like, like oh, my God. Like, I'm going to die. Um, oh, these like fucking it, killer lightning bugs are coming for me. Yeah, like, the way that, like, they mancoon people, it's almost like a silkworm. Like, it's just like, if you ever seen like a silkworm nest in a tree or something like that, it's basically just like wrapped in this like fine fucking white fuzz. And that's what these things look like. When they first discover the fucking logger and they open that fucking mancoon up and that dude's in there all mummified, I was like, bro, this is fucking cool. They literally suck the life out of this motherfucker, right? Dude, like completely like, yeah, juiced him. Like he looks so fucking crazy. I really like also how they explain where the bugs came from. The logging company was cutting down protected trees and in, in like one of the old ass trees that they weren't supposed like to cut. 600 years old. Yeah, they they like end up releasing these bugs that were like hibernating inside the trunk. It's pretty cool. That's, That's a pretty a cool story. idea. It's a great premise. But I can't under like understate how cool the whole like log cabin thing is where like they're stuck there they don't know how to get yeah they don't know how to get home because they're like miles and miles into the woods right they said like you couldn't even walk it in a day to get to a road or whatever and that's the problem is that they don't have a vehicle to get out there that works and they can't walk in enough time to get you know to where they gotta be without it getting dark out again so they're they are legitimately trapped in this spot that that's a huge aspect of this episode that, that just builds fucking tension the whole time, dude. You're like, oh my God. I, I legit thought, I'm like, I didn't think because I'm like, they don't fucking die. But they, they make you think that like it's curtains for these two at the fucking end yeah. of this episode, dude. I thought for sure. I'm like, holy fuck. Like, this is heavy as hell. Yeah. Technically, they don't get away. They just ended up getting lucky that the people came to rescue them in time. But oh. I... See, Dude. X-Files isn't afraid to do, like, the downer ending, right? Like, they, they can't outsmart this thing. They can't even beat the, it. Even that ending line, bro, where they're fucking waking up in the hospital and then and the fucking dude that are, what's his name? Uh, is it Scully, right? Is that the dude? No, fucking. Uh, no, Mulder. Is- Mulder, yeah. I always get him fucking confused. So Mulder's asking the scientist. He's like. So what are you guys gonna do about the bugs? Like you guys gonna fucking you guys gonna you know kill these bugs or whatever? And the scientist is like, all oh, the government's got a plan to eradicate and burn and all this stuff. And uh, and he's like, well, what if it doesn't work? What if what if the bugs get free? And the scientist just looks at him and he's like, it has to work. 
and he fucking walks off all dramatic and I was like oh this is fucking the end of the world shit dude that's a real X-Files ending, right? It is. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. The music Nobody hits. goes home happy there, right? Everybody's <laughs> fucked. <laughs> Great episode man. choice, man. Really yeah, like that. Dude, I'm so happy that this held up over the years and it wasn't one of those things where you watch it and you're like, eh, Not wasn't as good as, as I remembered. One thing that I didn't remember is that this is an earlier episode, that this yeah, is season, season one. one. Yeah, you kind of got that a little bit in in the the beginning of the episode. You're like, oh, these characters really haven't been fully developed yet in comparison to where we saw them last week. So you got a little bit of that season one vibe to it. But dude, honestly, for a season one episode, usually first seasons can be a little hit or miss of some things. But man, this was like I said, this would be the the, the go to episode for anybody that I would recommend X-Files to. Mulder's got a baby face in this. He still looks like really young. young. Season one, he looks young as hell. Uh, And Scully's wearing like the fucking 90s like outerwear. Well, I feel like in these earlier episodes, like you see her in normal clothes a lot. Where like later on, you only see her in like the business attire. Blue suit. Yeah. 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 Like she's all in then. She's like, the X-Files is my life. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Dude, I love that earlier fucking X-Files shit. I was also watching the Jersey Devil episode and uh, there's a really good line in it where Scully's talking about like, everybody heard that story growing up. Like everybody knew like, you know, that the you know the jersey devil or whatnot and he's like yeah but the only difference is i believed it it's like (laughs) yeah i love it see the one-liners alone you're guaranteed at least one good one-liner per episode of the x-files dude Mulder's such a good character like just this fucking he's he's basically a conspiracy theorist he's a conspiracy theorist or really he would be a true believer because half the shit is correct yeah, it's like, oh, you know, is it a conspiracy if there's actually an alien? I'm not wrong, yeah, I like that. <laughs> oh my god, I love the X Files. But next week we will be doing something different. We will return to the X Files probably because yeah, shit, fucking, eventually. yeah, we're addicted again now. That's it. We're gonna keep going through these things. There's a lot of good episodes, but next week we will be watching something different. Possibly, hint, hint, a fan pick. We will see a listener, yeah. listener's I saw, choice. I saw what you sent me. I'm unfamiliar with it, so I always like those kind of things because it's always a surprise for me to get into yeah, something new. Fuck it. Fuck it. We're going to watch it. We're going right. to do it. So, uh, Mr. Grizz, it's time to put on your lederhosen because we're going to fucking Germany. Guten Tag. <laughs> that don't match this movie. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Let's hit the trailer. Good morning, Dr. Burns. Good morning, Dr. Simon. What's up? We have to use the show as a way of destruction. What do you mean? We have to evenly, totally destroy the brain or separate the head from the rest of the body. Did you hear that noise? I'll check it out. I don't know. I wouldn't go out there if I were you. Oh, baby, I got to go out and take a dump anyway. If I can just find a nice big fat relief to wipe my ass with. Hold it right there. Stop our shoot. This is the same substance as scientists invented to fight the AIDS virus. I guess an overdose of this substance is going to cause the reanimation of dead tissue. You believe the machine was carrying the reanimation? 
do. I'm gonna go look for some of that food in the forest right now. Come on now, let's see what we got over here. You know, let's go down this road. Yeah, yeah, right in here. Turn your signal off, me. Zombie 90 Extreme Pestilence. I feel like the name costs more money than the movie did to make. I don't know. (laughs) That doesn't really make sense, but but the name of this movie sounds like a really high-budget zombie movie, but it's not. It is for sure not because, Grizz, this is shot on video, German splatter at its finest, right? Dude, this this... If last week was us like on a little bit of a homecoming, this is us really settling into our uh, our this comfort me, zone. Yeah, this is me taking my fucking shoes off, putting yep. them on your couch, picking them up on your fucking yeah. coffee table. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that. Actually, fuck. I'm keeping my shoes on and putting it up. <laughs> but this was written and directed by Andreas Schnoss, somebody that we. Uh, really enjoy his catalog, especially the violent shit films, oh, right? Man. Jesus Christ. Carl the Butcher shitter, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, he the, also the did... the newest one he did of those, the, the newest violent shits, man. I, I had a chance to check that out. Holy shit. That one is just as good as the old ones. I... Which... There's... What number are they up to? I have up to part three. I don't know. Uh, if, this is uh, Carl the Butcher versus the Axe that I'm talking about. The 2010. Uh, I'm gonna have to check that out. Really Where the fuck is too. that? I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to see that. I, I like the whole Violent fucking 4.0. <laughs> I like the whole like Carl the Butcher shitter character. It's pretty fucking it's funny great. to me. Yeah, the mask is cool too. Pretty fucking, pretty fucking sick. He always has a cool like. Um, like this is zombie 90 extreme pestilence like violent shit three infantry of doom like shit like that is great awesome. subtitles dude. He's yeah. subtitle master he also he also did a sequel to let's see if i could do this on the first try anthropophagus uh, yeah, i think you did you it, may dude. you may know it as the grim reaper but he made Anthropophagus 2000, which I actually own a Japanese release of that, and I haven't watched it yet. It's probably not. Either. It's probably not in English, but you know what can you fucking do? <laughs> All these movies, though, just what 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 genre is this? Just splatter. Splatter. Yeah, this is just straight splatter cinematography at its best. Yeah, it's really fucking interesting stuff because it's it's super low budget. It's shot on video. But it's done by people that obviously like love the genre. They love fucking horror movies. They love bloody gory movies. And to see somebody do it on such a small scale, you know, on like a basic level and it's still come out as like, it's entertaining. You know what I mean? I guess it's just, it makes it that much more, uh, I'm not going to say special because that sounds stupid as fuck, but like, I mean, yeah, I know where you're coming from though. And, And because this is, 
you know, this falls under the the splatter genre, as I kind of we were saying. This this kind of movie is for a certain viewer. This isn't for like, oh, horror fans are gonna really enjoy violent shit, and they're really gonna get <laughs> into movies like that kind of stuff. Because these movies are just like, you know, if you're in a movie for the story, good luck, because that's not what yeah. this is gonna give you. But if you're into watching something that you're like, I, I want to see what these guys were able to come up with with no budget. Let me see these effects that they were able to fucking pull off. Let me see like where they would have went in my head if they had the budget to go with what they were doing. Like that's what I get out of these movies, man. And dude, the fucking kills in these movies. That's where it's at for me. They're just they're fucking crazy. Well, just like a you know the Olaf and box stuff you know, burning moon and all that. It's, it's, it goes like a step further than all the American movies were going, you know, like you had your Todd sheets type stuff. You had your book, Walter type stuff. I would say this is closer to like a Todd sheets. sheets. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. More so than like book Walter or the Polonia brothers or maybe, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, sometimes, when you're watching one of these movies, like because you're so accustomed to, you know, American movies, that's pretty much the majority of the stuff that we grew up on when it comes to like home video, because oh, that's sure. just, you know, it's, it's more abundant, like something like this and, um, violent shit, burning moon. It was a lot harder to come by for, at least for me as a kid. Oh yeah. Um, but you're so used to these American movies where it's like, okay, like a brutal kill, right? Like, oh, this person got stabbed with a pitchfork or some shit, and you see it come out the front. It's like, yeah, but if this was in one of these movies, it would like go in throughout, you know, out the front and then just like rip them in half. half. <laughs> <laughs> just continually pull guts out for the next fucking five minutes on film. Yeah. Yeah. With the same song playing over and over oh, and over dude. again. I you think know, there was like four songs in this whole movie. <laughs> and, and I love it. But, but because dude, like the songs are fucking awesome because the songs fit what I'm watching. I'm watching this gritty video fucking weird splatter scenes of just like violence and the 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 music over top of it is this low budget clunky fucking synth horror music that i'm just like yes this this is the full package that i expect from like a german <laughs> low budget horror movie and it, it's it, dude like this this reminds me so much of uh, like requiem for the devil this has the exact same vibe or like dance of the pumpkin head like these German movies from the early 90s all have this certain look and feel and violence to them that I truly think is, is fucking unmatched in any other uh, like country or like, you know, region of filmmaking in the world, dude. Germany does it. Dude, there's only one contender, man. I know. Who, I, you, I, I, I thought of it as you. <laughs> yeah. On the count of three, one, two, three, Japan. Japan. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I feel like if you want to see some real sick shit, you find yeah. that stuff. As I, I was saying like, it, I was like, but don't forget the Japanese, though. <laughs> Dude, some of that shot on video stuff that they had, that like oh. those gore flicks and stuff. Oh, my God. 
It is brutal. They they did. And you know the thing about Japan is, is that like, just when I think, oh, I know all these Japanese gore films and stuff like that, like I'll see one pop up that I've never fucking heard of before. That like is a completely deep cut, and I'm like, how many movies? Are there really out there that I would probably love that I really have no idea about? I think about that all the time. Like, what am I really missing out on? Well, dude, we we like are constantly like, oh, hey, dude, you ever see this? Like, oh, you ever watch this? And you watch it and you're like, holy shit. Like, this is fucking insane. Like, how many people did we show darkness to? And they're like wow like i didn't know this existed and this is literally fucking one of my Dude, favorite you showed movies me scary now. movies and i fucking love that movie now so like it and that's and that's the great thing about this podcast that like for me personally that i get out of it is that like yeah we watch a lot of movies that i've seen before but where you've also like we fucking dug into some stuff that i didn't know about that has really become like a staple in my collection so of course of course and even stuff like you know, this week we're doing a Schnoss movie, but we've done inbox stuff and watching his newer stuff. You know what I mean? Like even that, it's it's Schnoss just is still putting it out there right now, working on things, man. And yeah. Like, what? Like his, his last acting? Oh, he was an actor too. Oh my god, some of the, I forgot that he's in like most of his movies and stuff like that. Of course, isn't he like the? Isn't he in this one too? He's like the fucking. That guy with the fucking trench coat walking through the woods at the end. Is that him? I, I want to say that that's him, dude. Because I've been watching a bunch of interviews with him and shit like that. And, and like, I just also, I love like hearing Germans speak like English. It's the, the most fucking adorable accent ever <laughs> when they're talking in English. So I love fucking watching that. And But dude, I'm almost positive that that guy uh, is uh, Schnoss in this movie. The, uh, the, the woodsy... I don't know what the fuck they're doing, but... Yeah, well, a lot of things don't really make sense in this movie, <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. It's like Phantasm. You know, you just roll yeah, with it. Just awesome, yeah. Yeah. So, one thing in this movie is that there's... Uh, I guess there is a story, right? These zombies come to life because there was some sort of military... Not, I don't know if an experience... Was it an experiment or just like they were transporting something and it crashed and some kind of experimental disease, chemical, or chemical disease, yeah, virus that, thing? Yeah. You know, lo and behold, know. fucking brings people back to life and creates yeah. a, a zombie outbreak. Yeah. And, uh, you, you know, you get a little bit of that exposition in the beginning. And after that, you're pretty much following two doctors is that guy a doc like his assistant yes a doctor and his assistant they're they're both doctors one is obviously like the the alpha doctor because he's fucking taking charge and the other is his assistant yeah we can call him his assistant and they're like out to because they have a patient who's come back to life and they had to put him down and they realize some shit's going down so now their main objective is to go out to the crash site and to figure out what the the hell's going on with this military goo and throughout this whole thing, we have probably the most famous topic on this movie, or at least about this movie, and that's the dubbing of the voices. Uh, very interesting. I guess he thought it was funny enough to keep as the real um, voiceover track for the American film. I, I don't I don't know if there is 
a German version of this movie. Is yeah, there? This is like the official cut of it, I guess, from what I understand. I mean, I think there there has to be an, a German on all German release out there with like, you know, the actual German dialogue that they recorded. I, I can't imagine they wouldn't release that. But from what I understand, the sound designer of the, the German film, as a, as a joke, just made this fucking commentary or made this dub for this movie. And then when Schnoss heard it, he fucking loved it so much that he was like, no, 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 this, this is it. Like, don't change anything. I want this to be the official fucking dub of this movie. Which the fact that he was like, heard it and, and then loved it and gave it the green light just says so much about how awesome he is as a fucking person dude <laughs> and you know you you gotta see it to and hear it to really you know make sense of what's going on in that trailer too oh, it's not as it appears all the voices so, are off it's it's fucking wild it's okay it doesn't but it won't bother you watching the movie either for some no, reason dude, it like doesn't affect the watch at all i i personally love it because like the main doctor has this voice of like a 70s like uh black exploitation fucking actor that like I cannot get enough. He sounds like Farouk in the fucking Nation of Domination. That's yeah. what this motherfucker sounds like, dude. <laughs> it is the funniest voice ever. And and they even have like a little bit of I guess comedy in like shit he says. Like, oh turn oh, off your damn signal. Oh, you it's know what I mean? Like comedy, shit that dude. like didn't need to be there, but they just kept it in or threw it oh, in yeah. anyway. Quit touching my goddamn lab coat and shit, dude. I was like, yeah. this is the funniest yeah. shit. Stop bleeding in my car. I said, don't bleed. <laughs> uh, there's also a ton of mullets in this movie because it's obviously the early 90s. You you would have thought that this was filmed in Canada, but it is uh, in fact <laughs> Germany, right? <laughs> Very good I, I do love that they film scenes I guess outside of a real hospital and they just had like these guys go into the hospital and walk out and they have somebody with a camera you know what I mean like just standing across the street filming them for some odd reason it just made me laugh those are like like, the tricks and things that you get away with in shot on video movies and that's what I love about it is just like the very like uh, run and gun nature of how these movies were made oh yeah because there's no there's not a huge crew so you could get away with just like all right, we're going to go in there, we're going to film this thing, and then we're going to leave, you know? And maybe at that time, people didn't care as much. You know, like, oh, yeah, we're making a movie. Like, can we just yeah, like film yeah. over here? Yeah. Now it's like, well, you got to pay me. It's like, what? <laughs> it's a security hazard. You can't be in here with a camera. You know, there's all kinds of yeah. fucking bullshit. It's like, sir, this is, around. it's like I'm in Coles right now. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> kind of fucking security situation. Now, Mr. Grizz, what? are some of your favorite kills in this movie because there's a bunch of them there's a bunch of crazy shit in this you know and that's the thing about this movie is that it's not like you know there's obviously the story that we just laid out to you but it's pretty much just like uh, a scene by scene of introducing somebody and then having zombies kill them introducing (laughs) somebody and having zombies kill them which leads to some amazing fucking kills dude Yes. Uh, it's it's really hard to narrow this down. Um, I love when the the the, the big boned lady gets her titty chopped off. That's pretty special. Oh my God, that's um, rough. Yeah, and like the way she talks, she talks fucking fantastic. Her dub is is really great. Um, <laughs> but I would say my favorite 
is probably the wheelchair dis or you know decapitation followed up by <laughs> the, the baby baby dismemberment. <laughs> uh, it's it's a chef's kiss of true splatter film, my friend. It's very nice. It wasn't when the zombie basically cut the girl in half and they show you like a fake vagina. <laughs> oh yeah, the the fake vajay, that was good too. And the sounds that it makes, there, man, there's a lot of good things about this movie. There's a lot of head cutting off and exploding, which yes. I cannot get enough of. There's a lot yes. of great, dude. And one thing that this movie does that I don't think has ever been explored enough: fucking zombies with weapons, bro. Oh yeah, yeah. How good is that? Why not? Why not? I like it. That's a big thing with like these low budget movies is that like the zombies always for some reason are able to like kill you with a weapon too. I think right? just to get more stuff. Dude, such an overlooked idea in the big zombie like culture of like all the big zombie movies. You never see fucking any of these big movies where a zombie's got a machete or a chainsaw coming after you. Why why would they not use a weapon? They got fucking Yo, the- thumbs. The zombie with the chainsaw <laughs> in like the beginning-ish of the oh, movie. The, the car guy. Freaky as fuck looking. Right? Very like what a weird up. fucking guy. Jeez. Like very That's, green. It's just like it almost looked like like Leatherface, but a zombie. Very he had odd. the lab coat on and stuff, which I don't know. He did have a weird vibe to him. But dude, very, that scene too. They they're very cool. cut, cutting into his fucking gut and like the spraying of blood. A lot of blood spray. Yeah. In this movie, which uh, which can never be, uh, you can't do enough of that. You know, I always say spray more, and I, I love <laughs> it. Geysers, it looks so good, and they do One... they do some real good fucking like spurt shots where it's like comically <laughs> like spraying into his own face as he's dying. I fucking love that. <laughs> One thing I want to add about the guy with the chainsaw is that when he's getting like his guts like fucking destroyed by the zombie, it's his real head and stuff. Like I guess they buried him in the ground, like half buried him. Looked really good. the The effect was was. Not I watched bad. like uh, on YouTube. There's like a 20 minute reel of the making of uh, of this movie, which I didn't wow. know existed until I I found it today. And it's not like a a detailed. Here's how we made the fucking movie, but it's just like shots from behind the scenes of them doing the special effects. And you're and you're right. They they buried the fucking dude for that with a fake body in front of it, and like dude, just watching them go through it. It made me want to go back in time and be a part of making one of these movies so bad. The set looks so much fun, man. Like, I just know if it was me and you and our friends doing something like that, man, it, it, I can only imagine the one, the fun that we would get into and two, the fucking <laughs> trouble that we would probably yeah. get into. Everybody gets arrested. That's yeah. it. <laughs> That's how the movie ends. It doesn't. <laughs> One one scene that you didn't fucking bring up either was the zombie girl basically uh, eating the guy's dick, the other zombie's dick, in the car. Oh, dude, oh yeah, and the dude hanging shit, oh, hanging zombie dong in this dude, movie. There is a lot of zombie dong in this movie. Like the dude laying on the table, just full blown fucking oh, yeah. zombie dong in it. Yeah. Like, Holy shit. The Germans, they like their zombie dongs. Dude. Yeah, dude. Th- these are my people, but I'm not German, but I love these but movies. <laughs> yeah. But like, dude, the guy in the car, like, honestly, that's one of the best scenes, too, where like the dubbing is really at its best, where it's like these two people making out in a car 
and like she hears something so he's like oh I'll, I'll get out and she's like no don't go and he's like no it's cool I gotta take a shit anyway <laughs> yeah, yeah. and he's like, like walk, they show him walking through the woods and he's like I gotta find a big ass leaf to wipe <laughs> my <laughs> ass <laughs> you know what There's this so reminds me of lines. Like, for like one it just reminded me of like me and my buddies watching a movie and like making up shit as we were fucking watching because we were bored but two, it's like very mystery science theater. Yes. Like yes. that's what I kept thinking the entire time I watch it. This one is fucking, this is such a wild movie. Now, I wonder if it would still be as good if it didn't have the dubbing. What do you think? If it had uh, see, serious dialogue. That's the thing I wonder so much, dude. Because like I've seen this movie a few times and I've never, I've always seen the copy that I have, which is with the English dub. I've never seen... A German, like I would love to see uh, the German movie with like an English subtitle of what was actually being said in German to see yeah. how different the movie is. Because, like, because, like I said, the guy who did the dub worked on the film, so he knows what the movie is about. So I feel like his dub isn't too far of a stray for what like the story might have been. It's just yeah. very comical throughout. Yeah. Well. It works for the movie because it's oh, so it's over the top perfect. with like the violence and shit that the actual like dubbing just makes it that much crazier. Um, you said there was a bunch of fucking decapitations in this. One that I remember really liking is when he decapitates the half naked girl in the car against oh. the window and he swings the axe and you see like the head get like fucking lifted from the body blood squirts everywhere and the window breaks and you see like the blood squirting on the window it's fucking For a really with good no budget like really like all of these things are so oh dude the fucking little parasitic creature inside of the zombie that shoots out and eats the guy's fucking <laughs> eyeball come on it was like his intestine shot out it was so good <laughs> Oh my god, dude. <laughs> this movie has so much shit where it's just like, well, that's like a very Peter Jackson thing. Oh, yeah. To have like the intestine like come alive separately from the body. And that's the only time we really see that in the movie, which is yeah. funny because it's just out of nowhere. You, you're not really expecting it, but this is, this it is works. two years before fucking Dead Alive. So you got to give, uh, give these guys credit. Two years before Dead Alive, I think what one year before Burning Moon was Burning Moon ninety two. Burning Moon is ninety two or ninety three. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Wow. But I, I so, want to say in Bad Taste was the same time period. Eighty nine, I think, was Bad Taste. Some so, violent shit came out. That's look at that, dude. Just making their uh, mark. These guys are fucking killing it. Splatter movies in the early nineties. That's take me back. Let's go. So, who do you think is better, man? Schnass or Ittenbach? It's the real question we gotta ask. Dude, I, I'm i 100% in the Ittenbach camp. I love Olaf's films so much. Uh, I mean, Burning Moon is on a different level. I'm a big anthology guy, and that has to be one of the best anthologies of all time. And Premudos, that's another fucking wild-ass trip. Black Past, we just watched that this year at the drive-in. Another really great fucking uh, Olaf Weitenbach movie. I mean, don't get me wrong, Schnoss has his, uh, his moments and stuff, but Burning Moon, dude. You know, I, I have to... 
I have to agree with you, dude. I think I think Ittenbach, Eitenbach is the better of the two overall because Schnass does have the violent shit movies and, you know, he's he's done more recent stuff, which all they all kind of stem off the violent shit franchise. Olaf's movies are so varied with the stories where you have like Black Past, you have the Burning Moon, you have Premudos. They're all different. You know what I mean? Where I feel like Schnoss basically had like the violent shit franchise and then he did Zombie 90 and that's really like, that's really it. You know well, what I mean? What, uh, look what Eitenbach has, has been doing since too. I mean, we watched Legion of the Dead. Uh, that was something we watched uh, like maybe a year or so ago, which was that vampire weird fucking movie in the bar, which was kind of like a dust till dawn kind of fucking vibe that was totally different than anything that we watched before from him and he recently just wrapped on a film which all it's all like set on a fucking train like this horror movie that's all based within this like train i don't know the whole like you know premise of it yet but i am super excited to, to see this because i i'm friends with him on facebook and he's always like posting casting calls and i'm like dude i need to get my ass to germany so this motherfucker can kill me i want to be in one of his <laughs> movies so bad now, who do you think is better between Olaf and, say, like, Todd Sheets? Man. No, that's pretty tough because uh, Sheets has a pretty big catalog of movies, and he's also still doing a lot of work. I mean, dude, in the underground, that, like, Sharknado or whatever, or what was it, Shark Clown fucking whatever he did <laughs> movie, huh? like, people love that shit, dude. People, like, eat those movies up. And it's like the new kind of like, you know, campy B-movie, like, you know, subculture of horror right now that he's still a very big part of. Whereas I think Eitenbach is, is more of like just doing films for himself kind of a thing. Like he's, he's just kind of like doing art pieces that are just very violent in comparison to what uh, to what Sheets is doing. If I'm looking at their old catalog... Dude, that's a tough call. I, I'm probably still going to stick with, with Eitenbach. Only because, I mean, The Burning Moon is one of my favorite fucking movies yeah. of all time. It's a hard thing to fucking pick between them. I mean, I'm probably more of a Todd Sheets person because I, I love Zombie too. Rampage. Yeah. I, I love Zombie Rampage and like, you know, all, everything that he did in that time period that he fucking hates, for some reason, I just fucking love you know what and I mean? I, like see, I guess zombie bloodbath and all that. He doesn't like that stuff. Like those are great fucking movies that he kind of shits on. Whereas I think uh, Olaf is like pretty proud of his his catalog yeah. front to back. I feel like Olaf is more like fucking like punk rock. You know what I mean? Oh, or yeah. like met, he's like a metal dude or whatever. And like he just he reminds me of like Leif Yonker. You know what I mean? Where he's just like, no, I made this movie. It's like pretty cool. Check it yeah. out. <laughs> like it, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, dude, you you informed me that that Mr. Yonker wasn't doing very well. Yeah, that he's definitely. pulling through from COVID, right? Yeah, he's had had a, a rough rough week to say the least, and uh, we definitely want to give him a, a big bad bad taste shout out. Uh, we're we're big fans. We've had him on the show before uh, for for darkness and stuff. I can't say enough good things about the guy. He is one of the nicest people in horror. So uh, I'm glad to see that he is on the men's and that, uh, you know, he's, he's pulling through, man. Cause I guess it yeah. got pretty, pretty hairy there for a bit. Yeah. All right. What, what could we, 
you know, we, we wouldn't be able to go on without that fucking Blu-ray. Dude. Come on. We gotta get that released. We gotta come on. <laughs> it's it's hey, more setbacks. What can you do? Sometimes you gotta wait, you know, for good shit like that. Yeah. All good but, things to those who wait, they say, right? Yeah. I still love my fucking cassettes though. Fuck it. I watch all my fucking all, all 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 the versions that I own. That's why I got the fucking PAL VCR, which is how <laughs> I watch this. Right? It's, you have you have the same version I have? I do the uh, big black uh uk i think it is released right i don't know if this is uk or germany to be honest i I don't know either it has like i just know it has like the fucking 18 like the europe oh yours has yours has that does let me see the cover you got that's the one that i got yeah do you have a red tape i'm pretty sure mine's red i've got this red fucking tape yeah it's the same copy I don't know. I don't know where the hell it was from. All I know is that it's a PAL tape, so you're you're, you're fucking out of luck. Yeah, look, Unless, like we got those world players, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> but but there is a U.S. release of this. Who put there it out? Is I think it was a Shakarama, or like one of those. Yes, you're right. Shakarama did put it out because there's a DVD release from Shakarama as well. So I would, it would make sense. Go hunt that down. Go go hunt down that inf- inferior fucking release. Yeah, right. And supposedly there is a Zombie 7 title of this movie that was released really? in the US. Somebody branded this as an extension of the zombie sequence and oh uh, called God. it Zombie 7. And I've, I, am, I can't find it anywhere, though. I can't find a picture of the release. But it's on IMDb as a U.S. release under Zombie Seven. So it's I wonder if maybe um, on like a, a DVD box set, the compilation. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, man, Zombie Seven. I, there is one track in this that definitely was like a play on like Zombie, because at the end he definitely rips off the ending of Zombie, where you know the zombies are walking over the Brooklyn Bridge and and the Fulci one. In right. this one, they're walking over like some bridge in Germany, like towards the city, right? It's, it's, a, it's a very similar thing. He definitely, definitely... Uh, used a bunch of different movies as uh, artistic uh, inspiration. inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And But the music playing like reminded me of something that would have been in Zombie also, which is cool. Like we said before, like the music's that low budget shot on video synth music. Some of the tracks are good. Some of the tracks aren't so good. The one that has like the woman screaming in it over and over, not so good. I couldn't, I couldn't stand that. Yeah, yeah, a little but annoying. Sounds like something you would have heard on like Sega Genesis or some shit. <laughs> but something that's funny about that is that there's a lot of that in American ones too, where they play like oh, that yeah. frantic, like shitty box, not box, but like shitty, like I don't even know what Generic. you want to call it. Yeah, generic fucking MIDI. Like, sounds like a like a Sonic the Hedgehog level with like a woman screaming in the back. <laughs> it do sounds like a oh. Sonic the Hedgehog level. That's a good comparison. Man, I feel like we're all over the place this week because you know like when we watch something when we and we really like it, it's like oh, remember this part? Remember this? Like oh, this this. And I, I feel like sometimes you got to just go off the rails, right? Well, dude, this movie is like there's no there's no continuity to a to a story for us to be like. So this is what's gonna happen. It's just like here's a bunch of violent 
fucking scenes of people dying with a yeah. loosely based zombie story wrapped on around the front and the back of it. Yeah. There, there's that. I mean, that's what you're getting. So like to be like, oh, we're staying linear <laughs> is kind of impossible. Yeah. I mean, this is a movie where a zombie uses a sledgehammer to knock somebody's head off and then like pounds the neck with the sledgehammer. <laughs> that was the best. Yeah. After he's done, so. he just like fucking pounding the stump. I was like, yeah. That's, nail that motherfucker. <laughs> that's, the, that's the kind of movie that you're watching you have like a dream sequence at the end oh, that just contains fuck? more killing and more weird shit like yeah, the dream just, sequence is wild i will say that there it's just nuts him with the eye poking nuts. when he's like poking the fucking zombies eyes out oh and my god the fucking juices i uh, i like that that's a big thing in in germany i feel like the eye poking scenes in this yeah a lot of like like especially like when that little fucking intestine thing was like chewing the guy's eyeball and there was like this pinky white goo flowing out of the eye. I was like, man, that's that's juicy. I don't know. There's something about that that gives me the willies. <laughs> okay, so Chris, why don't you give me your final <laughs> thoughts on this movie? This movie's juicy, baby. I think you should watch it. <laughs> uh, no, this movie's awesome. It's it's you know if you like German horror, uh, especially low budget. German horror. This is one of the must-sees uh, of the genre. I mean, this is up there with the Burning Moon. I I prefer uh, Zombie Ninety. I don't know if I, I I think I prefer it over the original violent shit. Some of them I think are a little bit you know some scenes I think are better here and there. But man, that baby scene is it's it's fucking wild. So I think for that alone, you got to check this movie out. I think this is a great, like, watch it with a bunch of people because they're going to be like, what the fuck did you put on? Yeah. It's it's that crazy. It's that weird. Like, the violence alone is fucking over the top. So that there are some things that might offend people in this movie, like that fake vagina scene. But overall, it's like a hell of a fun movie to watch. Tons of fucking exploding heads. Tons of decapitations, tons of gut ripping, tons of flesh fucking dong. eating, zombie <laughs> dong, dead dong, human dong, alive <laughs> dong. Everyone's hanging dong in this. It's really good. Highly recommended. The more zombie inebriated you 90. are when you watch it, the better you will get into it. I will yeah. also say that. Yeah. This movie is just out of fucking movie. control. Watch this right after you watch Bad Taste and you'll have a good time. So let's head over to the video Dropbox and see what we're watching next week. Okay, we're back in the video Dropbox, and I'm so excited to <laughs> announce next week's movie. Finally, we're doing the classic. Finally, one of the best werewolf movies of all time. The most 19... talked about. <laughs> the most talked about werewolf, werewolf movie, movie of all time. You've probably seen this. 
mentioned on TV, on TV a million times. Um, I mean, Jesus Christ, this thing is quite legendary. We will be watching the 1981. Oh, wait. Yeah, that's oh, right. Wrong year, wrong year, wrong year. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, fuck. We're doing the other one. The other oh, one, the shit. Other, the better oh, one. Oh, dude. <laughs> the really good one. We're doing the 1997 werewolf fucking classic. The king of all werewolf movies. An American werewolf in Paris. Dude, we just I, stared at each other. We just made eyes at each other after I said that. I suggested this and like. I legitimately haven't seen this movie since the day that it came out. I went and saw it in theaters. But there's something special about this movie, dude. And I hope I hope for our sake that it, it turns out like the X-Files episode today where we go back this week, we watch this, and we're like, holy fuck, everybody's missing out. So that's, yeah, my, yeah. that's my point. Dude, this is going to be great. Lots of Euro, Euro techno like you told me before, right? <laughs> German um, industrial techno yeah. fucking zombie werewolf fucking parties. CGI fucking werewolves. The best fucking creature design that you probably will ever see. Grizz, let's hit the trailer. On his first trip to Paris, Andy McDermott is looking for a little danger. Andy! I'll show you guys a stunt you'll never top. But tonight... Andy, this is madness. You're gonna get yourself killed. There's nothing more dangerous... ...than falling... ...for the wrong girl. No, don't! Talk about the woman of my dreams. She's obviously whack. Kind of girl jumps off the Eiffel Tower has issues, man. Major issues. You mustn't get involved. It's much too dangerous, believe me. You must go before it's too late. I was attacked by this big, wild dog. You were bitten. You're already changing. It was not a dog. It was a werewolf. <laughs> Now you have become one too. <laughs> I'm not a wolf. <laughs> An American werewolf in Paris. When we first discussed doing this movie, I'm like, is that Kirk Cameron's brother in that? I don't remember. You're like, yeah, definitely. Totally, dude. It fucking looks yeah, just yeah. like him. <laughs> look at it. It, it's, it's not. It's the guy from fucking That Thing You Do. It's but it's like Tom one Edward of those. Scott. Yeah. yeah it, it's just like that time period in American cinema. Everybody that was a male looked the same. Right? It's, dude, like, it's, oh, it's is so that funny, too. Because when you said that, I was like, yeah, it, it's got to be his brother, right? And I was like, Man, I hope he's not a fucking tool like his brother. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my fucking God. Uh, I'm actually really excited to do this movie. Like you said, I haven't seen this movie in fucking years. And I'm wondering how it holds up. 
I'm wondering what, uh, you know, 30-something-year-old Mike thinks of this. I'm not the biggest fan of the original movie. So... And this is also Landis. It's the same person. Uh, yeah, so who knows? Maybe I might like this one better. You don't know. Guess you're I just going to have to find out. With a tagline such as, Things are about to get a little hairy. What's not to like about this movie, Mike? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I may be, I may get it confused with Underworld, but you know, whatever. Yeah, it's that's the a same. very good point. It's okay. It came out like the same fucking time I felt too. I, no, I think Underworld was a little after this. I think that was, was like it? a two thousand. I think that's a two thousands movie. Similar vibe though when very it comes to shitty vibe. CGI. But I'm pumped. We'll see what I think. We'll see what you think. We'll see. What the Piscini man thinks, what yeah, A. Piscini thinks. He will be making his miraculous return. Uh, he's finally out of exile. He had a trip, actually, to Antarctica, and he's finally uh, coming back. So there it, I, there I, it is. I picked this specially for <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Come just back for him to have note. to watch. Yeah. So, Grizz, anything else, man? I feel like we fucking talked about so much bullshit this week that yeah. these people are going to have to flush it down the toilet after. Uh, you can uh, you can flush it down the toilet over at my Instagram. You can find me at Kane underscore enabler. And you can find me at Bad Taste Video. And you can find everything that we do at www.badtastevideo.com. Please subscribe. Uh, leave us a good review wherever you listen to us. It really helps us out. Subscribe to the Patreon. We're going to be uploading a bunch of shit. Uh, I know we say that every week, but we will be doing more. I want to thank our new patron, Mr chase i don't want to say his last name just in case just mr chase <laughs> mr chase yeah so uh anything else man any Dude, any other i have an idea if if you are so inclined to go on to where you listen to our podcast and i will, I will i'm gonna fucking check motherfuckers if you leave the funniest review for our podcast i will send you a cool fucking movie cross my heart hope to die and that is a challenge. I'm going to start looking at their reviews. Leave the funniest review for our podcast that you can. Yeah. Actually, that's a good idea. Yeah. Or leave a... Actually, no. I'm not even going to say that one because then I'm going to end up on a government watch list. Uh, do as Grizz says. He'll hook you up. Maybe I'll hook you up. Maybe the fucking... Maybe I can figure out where the post office is around here. <laughs> yet to bed. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Yet, yet to enter the post office. Uh by the new bad taste hq but that's okay we could change that and what a better way to change it right what what better way than to give something away again i think also we might do a christmas giveaway yeah i like that i feel like we're due to give you guys some free shit again maybe we'll get something special made you guys want like a like a bad taste pocket knife or something (laughs) like bad taste mace can we get like whittle while you listen to fuck oh that's a good idea whittle while you work (laughs) All right. So we will, uh, you know, we'll keep you up to date with any giveaways. Like we just said, Grizz will pony up a tape for you if you leave the funniest review on iTunes for us. Yeah. Make make his ass laugh, motherfucker. Yeah. We will see you next week with American Werewolf in Paris.